Hey guys, welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we discuss our favorite reality TV shows and our fave celeb gossip. I'm your host, Ginger Booker. You can find me on Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Pod. As always, I request if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. I really appreciate it. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, hope everyone is having a wonderful week. Today is Thursday, June 2nd at the time of recording this. And wow, last night, so much good TV on. It, It was like TV overload. I wish it was. I wish my shows were a little bit more spaced out so that I would have stuff to watch on other nights of the week. But we got a new episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then we got the premiere episode of The Real Housewives of Dubai. And then we got a new episode of The Kardashians on Hulu. So all three shows that I will be recapping, and they were all really good. The Kardashians, honestly, was so good, (laughs) but I have to wait for Olivia to watch it to recap that with her, so I'm going to hold off on trying to, like, talk about it, but oh my gosh, I think it was the best episode yet that we've seen. It was really, really good. Dubai was very good. I've watched it twice so far because it came on, like, It came on and then it came on again, back to back. And I loved it. I thought it was very interesting. So I will be doing another episode recapping that and getting into a little bit more detail. But I definitely recommend a watch. It was um, for sure different than the other franchises. I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's on the other side of the world. So there's going to be a lot of differences. But it was cool. I'm into it. Today, I'm going to recap... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let's just get into it. We're in La Quinta still at Kyle's home. Uh, We see Kyle in gold eye masks making breakfast. And she orders Bloody Marys to be delivered from the club catering. And she's like, hey, so-and-so, can I get some Bloody Marys down here? Uh, It's a 911 situation. I'm assuming she means like they're hungover and they, they need a Bloody Mary. Uh, we see Doree and this season, Doree, I mean, she always comes in with the fierce outfits and she always looks great. But there's just something about her hair color and her spray tan. I think she maybe went a little lighter on her hair or like right before filming, she got like fresh highlights. <laughs> And her hair with her tan skin, I'm just loving it. Um, but we see it's the morning and we see Lena, uh, Le- Lena. <laughs> Lisa Arena, and she was even looking so gorge with no makeup because it's the morning. So everyone's just um, kind of in their jammies and relaxed and they're not all done up as we're used to seeing them. And that was nice and refreshing. She met if it was like a sexual attack or like a sexual assault or if it was just like he tried to kidnap her or something. But that man went on and became a freaking serial killer. (laughs) How crazy is that? 
So that is so, so scary. So Rena was just kind of sharing that with Dorit saying like, you know, it, it definitely was something that changed her life forever. And she had to deal with the trauma of that and just getting through it and trying to be strong. So she was saying, oh, yeah, you could talk to Lois and kind of help her, you know, learn from her how she coped with that and everything. So that was an interesting little tidbit. And poor Lois. That's just so sad. And we love Lois. And then, you know, this is also the episode where we learn that Lois has a stroke. So sad. I believe that, you know, we, we know now that Lois has passed away by now, but I don't know if when we're going to learn that in the season. For part of this episode, Rena's gone because Lois has the stroke and she has to just go be with her. We get the, the ladies. Uh, we have Garcelle, Kyle, uh, Rena, Erica. They are at Kyle's house. Oh, oh and of course, Dorit. And they're kind of just talking about the night before over their their coffee and their Bloody Marys. <laughs> and they're still in their jammies. And they're like, so what happened last night? And Garcelle, I think, is the one who says, well, Crystal said that she wanted to go home last night. And so the girls are trying to say, like, what would be her trigger? What was the deal here? Because there must have been something, like, deep inside her that kind of, like, set her off to have such an emotional reaction, which is what we saw last week. Because it can't just have been the conversation that happened Last night, there has to be something deeper. Like, what could it be? And Erica says, you know, I think she felt like, oh, we're all maybe ganging up on Sutton. And that she felt that way about us ganging up on her last year. And so that's that was the trigger. And there, Kyle's like, what would be your trigger? What would be your tr trigger? We're like detectives right now. <laughs> And then I think there's like a knock on the door and Kyle's like, the Bloody Mary fairy came. <laughs> so I was just like, wow, how nice. So whatever little community she lives in, in La Quinta, they have like a catering service where you can just call and be like, hey, so-and-so, can you bring me this, this, and this? It's like having room service, but to your house. <laughs> how awesome. I would definitely love to vacation there. Like it sounds amazing. So Garcelle ends up calling Crystal and tells her to come over. And Garcelle's speaking very calm and very soft. And she's like, hey, so, you know, what happened last night? You know, we're all just here worried about you and we want to make sure you're okay. And, you know, we just want to understand where you're coming from. And Crystal's like, so what? They don't know why I was upset. And Garcelle's like, well, it's because you weren't feeling validated, right? And she's like, why don't you come over here so we can resolve it and talk about it? And Crystal's like, go over there with everyone there right now. And Garcelle's like, just for 10 minutes. <laughs> the way that she was speaking to her, like, you know, she was just like basically playing producer. <laughs> she was like, I got to get this girl over here. How am I going to do it? I can't come across as like, Crystal, just get your ass over here and <laughs> let's get, let's talk about, let's talk this through because she knows that Crystal is like on the verge of tears uh, every second. So she's pretty smart for coming to her that way and just speaking so soft and so calm. And you know what? She was successful. 
she convinced her to, to come over. And she even says that. She gets off the phone. She's like, all right, I convinced her to come over. <laughs> um, so while we're waiting for Crystal to get there, there's like this really quick moment where Erica wipes her hands on Rinna's robe. And <laughs> she's like, can I just do this? And she like taps her hands on her robe. She's She says, can I just really rudely do this? But it's like, if it's rude, then why are you doing it? <laughs> But Rena does not care. She's like, why is it rude? Who cares? Wipe your hands on it. So I'm like, is that like your robe? Was that like a robe from the house? Like, who wipes their wet hands on someone's robe? I don't know. That was weird. And then another another funny little part was when, did anyone notice Bambi in these last two episodes? Or, I mean, just both of Kyle's dogs in general that she brought to the La Quinta home? They are like the freaking stars of the show. Um, well, I mean, last week we have one of them, I believe it was Bambi or was it the other one? Bambi's the golden retriever. And then the other one, I forgot the other one's name is the like German shepherd. They're two big dogs. Um, well, yeah, last week, one of them stole the meat off Rinna's plate, which is so hilarious. And this week, Bambi keeps trying to like bring them the, the tennis ball. So they'll throw it. And Erica's like, no, Bambi, we're not giving you the ball. I'm like, damn, Erica, like, you don't really need another reason for America to hate you right now. Be fucking nice to Bambi, okay? <laughs> we, we, no attitude toward Bambi, please. This is Bambi's home that you're in right now. Erica starts going on this short rant about her situation, and she says, you know, I just want to thank you guys for accepting me for the wild animal that I was last year. And they're cutting back and forth from her in a confessional and then her speaking to the women. And she says, I was so backed into a fucking corner every day. I can finally catch my breath. I've been dragged through the mud for something I didn't do. Something that never happened. Erica. <laughs> something. Okay, maybe if you want to say something you didn't do, but... You're going to say something that never happened? No, it happened. <laughs> the drama happened. So Garcelle pops in and says, well, I think you caught so much heat on social media and this and that because you didn't show compassion. Meaning, you know, you, you have received a lot of heat online and a lot of hate and a lot of the fans have turned on you because, you know, whether this is true or not, whether you had anything to do with Tom's shady business dealings, you still benefited <laughs> from the money that was supposed to go to these victims, these orphans, these clients of Tom's, and you're over here on this reality show spending, you know, how much did she say? Like $40,000 on glam every month? And this and that and only riding in private jets and you're decked out in all designer and everything like that. So, yeah, when when you don't show compassion for people that I mean, that was their money. <laughs> that was their money that she was spending. And whether she was aware of it or not, let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she wasn't aware of it. Wouldn't you just feel so terrible? I would be like selling all my belongings. I don't know. Would I? <laughs> I would want to believe that that's what I would do to try to, you know, set up, 
I don't know. I would just feel so guilty. <laughs> and I would want to do something to help, at least. The fact that she hasn't done any- anything to help and even takes it a step further as to just kind of belittle the victims instead of saying, you know, I, I feel for them and I feel bad for what happened. Erica quickly is like, I can't. Every word counts. And she's basically saying that her lawyers have told her that she can't show compassion. And I don't think that's true. I think she sh- she can show compassion without any admission of guilt. Because I know that, you know, your lawyers will advise you, like, don't do this or don't do that because then you're going to look guilty. However, you don't – to take it a step further, not only does she not show compassion, but she also kind of starts talking shit. <laughs> So she even goes on right now to say, you know, we're not even sure there were people who weren't paid. There's a chance they could be lying. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, she just keeps digging herself a deeper hole. And she just seems so, I don't know, it's it's sickening, actually. It's like disgusting. So that's the thing. It's like, If you are trying to play it on the safe side by not showing compassion, even if maybe truly deep down you feel bad, even though I would say that she doesn't, why are you talking smack? (laughs) Why are you – these victims aren't lying. I mean, they're just not. Why would they go through all this? If they got their money, they would just be on their merry way. But they're like having real life consequences and they're suffering because they already went through a traumatic event and then they sue to get their money to get some reconciliation after the event. And then their lawyer spends their money and they don't get it. Like he left them high and dry. She says, we don't have all the facts and people want the bad stuff to stick basically for entertainment. And Garcelle in a confessional says, why would these regular people lie about Tom? She's basically saying she doesn't believe Erica, which thank God there's someone on this cast that gives an opposing view of Erica. I'm so sick of watching Kyle and Brenna kiss her ass. It's just, thank God there's like a voice of reason like Garcelle. And then Garcelle goes, oh yeah, it snows in Pasadena. Basically saying, we can't trust a word that Erica says because she's so full of shit. Crystal finally arrives, and as she's arriving, <laughs> we see Garcelle like throw her hands up and go, I am tipsy. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't even remember seeing Garcelle with a drink in her hand, so they just, just must have not used those shots. But I'm like, dang, how many Bloody Marys did they order? Like, it's morning, right? I'm assuming it's morning. Maybe by now it's early afternoon. And Garcelle's drunk, (laughs) drunk and in her jammies. What a fucking life, right? So then they cut to Sutton's room because Sutton and Crystal are still at their hotel. And for some reason, Sutton's room has like a freaking buffet spread. And Crystal shows up there and it looks like they are supposed to eat together, have their breakfast together before they join the other ladies. And Crystal shows a little shade in her, throws a little shade in her confessional. She says, a bacon-eating vegetarian? That doesn't happen. Because Sutton's saying how she hasn't ate meat in years, but she just can't resist bacon. And I was like, Crystal, <laughs> try not eating meat 
and then you smell bacon. Yeah, there there are such things as bacon eating vegetarians. I'll tell you that right now. That was like the hardest thing to, <laughs> to give up when you're a vegetarian. I remember like, you know, being in someone's home when they're cooking bacon and it's like you that's when you're really tested if you're going to eat meat or not. And it's that's the hardest thing to do because that smell of bacon. Oh, my gosh. So hard to resist. So, yeah, I'm not sure why there was so much food in Sutton's room. Crystal even goes, oh, wow, you have so much food here. Like, you know, who were you expecting? So that was weird. I don't know why she ordered. Like, it was enough food for all of the girls plus more. And only Crystal was there. And I'm assuming she would know that the girls aren't going to leave Kyle's big ass house to go to her little hotel room. So I don't know what was up with that. Maybe she ordered it for the crew and they just didn't want to say. (laughs) We get Crystal and Diana discussing what happened last night. And, you know, they both are too like, okay, so something triggered Crystal. And Sutton's like, what is your trigger? Like something for you. And Diana says hers is when people make fun of her accent. That's very triggering for her and she'll get super upset. If that happens or if someone makes fun of the country she's from or, you know, something like that. And, you know, super understandable. And then she says, you know, what's yours to Sutton? And Sutton says, you know, I don't mind confrontation, but I don't like screaming. So I guess if people are, you know, yelling at her, that's what like really upsets her. And Diana says, you know, I used to be like that. I used to be very explosive and very angry. And where I'm from, you have to be very loud to be heard. And where did she say she was from? Was it Bosnia? I think so. I'm not really too um, versed on that culture. Uh, So she says that 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 was just part of it, though. You know, that was part of the culture and it it wasn't – a big deal if, if you are to be explosive and angry. She says now she just only gives people one chance so that she doesn't have to deal with giving them a second chance or a third chance. She doesn't let them get to the point of, you know, hurting her again because she doesn't want to explode. And Sutton tells her, well, with this group of girls, you might have to give them a couple more chances. Just a heads up. <laughs> so now we're back to Crystal sitting down with the ladies. They're going to discuss what happened last night, why she got so upset, and kind of dig into, you know, what's the deeper issue here and let's resolve it because if you're really feeling some type of way, we don't want you to, you know, be holding on to this. You know, let's work past it. Dorit says, you know, we don't want you to feel like you weren't heard. And right away, Crystal is trying not to cry. She ends up telling us at some point in this conversation that when she got home from their trip last year, after the whole Sutton walking in on her naked drama, she went to her bed and like cried in the fetal position and her kids had to take care of her. And that was... (laughs) I just think, like, if you can't handle the, like, being on the show, I don't, 
I don't know. I hate to sound insensitive, but wow. <laughs> I just thought maybe you're not cut for this then. Or maybe you need to get on some depression medication because it sounds like your emotions are overwhelming. Because I don't know why Sutton walking in on you just to give you your coat accidentally really quick. She says she didn't even see nothing. I don't know why that would cause you to be go home crying. And, you know, I guess if she feels like the girls were getting up on her, but she just really, in my opinion, blew everything out of proportion. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. <laughs> and we get Dorit in a confessional saying, you let your kids see you like that? Like after everything I went through, you know, she's comparing it to her home invasion. She's like, my kids still have no idea what happened and I still would never let them see me upset. You know, I'm there to protect them, not the other way around. And I have to agree with Dorit. I'm not saying like, you know, never show your emotions to the kids, but I don't, why would you, you know, then the kids are going to be like, mommy, why are you hanging out with Dorit and Kyle, they make you cry, <laughs> you know, like it, I just don't, I don't get like, I just really don't get it. And I'm, it's, I'm starting to not like Crystal <laughs> after this episode. I'm like, what the hell, what's wrong with her? So this whole time while Crystal's talking, Kyle has the funniest, like most smug look on her face. <laughs> It just reminded me of my mom, <laughs> like when she's um, listening to your story, but she thinks you're full of shit. She just gets this like look on her face. It's like kind of like a half smile. It's like she's trying to be polite, but she's not hiding <laughs> the fact that she thinks you're full of shit or your story's full of shit right now. <laughs> and like she's not going to agree with you. Once you're done talking, she's not going to be like, mm -hmm, yeah, totally. She's going to be like, mm, I don't think so. That's what Kyle's face looks like this whole time. <laughs> so Crystal says that, you know, she's been holding on to this and that she just doesn't feel like, you know, being around these women is a safe space for her. And then again, we get Dorit being like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a vacation compared to what I went through. That was in a confessional. She didn't actually say that to Crystal. But I don't blame her. Like, I, I just feel like um, I'm, I'm almost like, is this an act? <laughs> if this is an act and she's just trying to secure her spot on the show because that's what they have to do sometimes. I don't know. This is just a stupid fucking way of doing it. But I don't really think it's an act. I think that she has, like, emotional issues. I think that she is – I don't know. I think she, like, has deeper issues that she needs to seek therapy for. So Kyle says, you know, well, you know, I'm a fixer and I try to fix things. So, you know, I just want us to talk this out. And Garcelle's like, oh, yeah, you're a fixer and a stirrer. <laughs> like a pot stirrer. And in a confessional, Garcelle does the um, pot stirring hand motion. She was like, you know, with two hands, like stirring a big pot. I was like, ooh, she is calling Kyle out. So then what's interesting is 
Garcelle kind of stuck sticks up for Sutton in this moment and says, you know, I feel kind of like you set set. Sorry, this is um, tough for me to say right now. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like you set Sutton up back last season during the tell me you aren't that girl whole debacle. And this is what sparks the drama of this episode. Crystal's like, what do you mean you think I set her up? And Garcelle's like, I just feel like whatever Sutton was going to say, you were going to come back with, tell me you aren't that girl and kind of make it a thing because you wanted Sutton to look bad. Crystal says, you know, there was a lot more said prior to that that was very dark that you didn't see because you weren't there. And Kyle's like, well, I was there. I don't remember anything dark. And Crystal goes, well, you were probably drunk. She automatically kind of tries to shut it down. Anyone that's saying that that didn't really happen. And we get a little bit of back and forth here. And, you know, Kyle keeps on saying, like, I don't think anything really was said that was bad. It's just she to say there was a lot more said that was very dark. That's pretty dramatic (laughs) and it's like if you and Sutton are friends now why are you even like exposing this unless you're trying to stir shit up and what could she have possibly said that was so bad that you I don't know so even Rinna goes you know why would you say that if that's your friend Chris you know they're asking her like okay well what what was it what what was said Chris was like we're not going there I'm not gonna say it We're, we're just not gonna go there and it's like, well, bitch, you just went there. So that's like, you you cannot do that. And not just in these shows, in real life too. If you're going to bring some shit up, just say it. You can't bring it up and then not say it. Like once you're the type of person that does that, like you're just an idiot. And I just don't even believe anything else you said. Like back your shit up. So I wrote, this is like actually the one time I agree with Erica because Erica says, if it's that bad, then don't even bring it up at all unless you, like, are actually going to cop up to what she said and and let us all know. Why let us all know, oh, it was something bad, but then not actually say it? Because now we're thinking the worst, and what if it's not the worst? So you're just really making this whole thing blown out of proportion again. Like, that is literally all Crystal knows how to do. We get a cute little scene where... Garcelle's son Oliver FaceTimes her and Garcelle gets off the phone with him and says, guess who Oliver just got a job with? And I guess he got a job working for Lisa Vanderpump. So that's funny. I wonder what he's doing there. Like, is he a server? Huh? I don't know. We'll have to look into that. So then we get a quick scene with PK and Dory at their home. And he's telling her, why don't you just go on a trip with the girls, you know, just to get your mind off it. Because she's saying again how, you know, she's just feeling a lot of anxiety and yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking he's telling her to go away. Like, didn't she just get back? If I had a home invasion (laughs) happen to me, the last thing I would be doing is going on girls trips. And like, especially not back to back, like maybe a trip with my husband and my kids, but. That just seemed a little odd. I'm like, is this just like a filler scene and they didn't know what else to talk about here? Then we get a quick scene of Diana. She's like with her glam squad. They're talking about how 
she's really allergic to stores, like she's told us last week, and it's because she's really allergic to dust. And I'm like, dust is everywhere, not just in stores. And there's too many chemicals in stores. So that is why she has designers send clothes to her home. And then she picks the one she wants and sends back the rest. So she does not shop in stores. So we have the ladies are going to be attending Sutton's Boutique where she has a French designer coming in and they're going to be showcasing his designs. And so it's not like a store opening because it's already been open, but it's just like a kind of like a just a party, I guess, um, for people to shop and meet this French designer and show off his work and, you know, hopefully, hopefully support. So Rena and Kyle are on their way and not Rena, sorry, Dorit and Kyle are on their way. And that's when they get a text from Rena saying that Lois had a stroke. So that was you know, so sad. And so Rena obviously won't be attending tonight. And that's when Kyle tells us that, you know, she had her mom in hospice because Lois is now going to have to be in hospice. And Kyle says, you know, I ended up taking my mom out of hospice, out of a hospice facility. And me and my sister Kim took care of my mom. And Dorit's like, oh, yeah, so you took her out of hospice and just let her come home. And then, you know, you had a nurse come in and, and help her. And Kyle's like, no, me and Kim did it. And I was like, shoot, I did not know that. I don't know if anyone knew that. Um, I mean, we know that they were close with their mom, but that is the hardest job <laughs> in the world to take care of someone, you know, do like hospice work like that with someone when they're, they're dying. It's like the hardest job in the world and good for Kim and Kyle for, for doing that. Those are memories that are some sad and some happy, but that you will remember for the rest of your life. Kyle tells us a story about her and Kim giving her mom a bath and they were like almost dropped her, but they all three laughed together, even her mom. And it's just like, you know, those are moments that you will never get back and you just are, you're happy that you had him. So, you know, Kyle says I, it was hard, but, um, I'm just so thankful that I was there with my mom, you know, when she took her last breath. So that was, um, Emotional. <laughs> and poor Rena, you know, that she's going to be starting that that journey with having to kind of step in and, and take care of, of Lois a little bit more. That's so hard. And I just feel for anyone going through that. Hardest job in the world, I think. We then get Erica and she's with her assistant, a female assistant, and Mikey. And I was just wondering, how is she paying both of them? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mikey's not styling her or anything. She's not going to an event that night. She lets us know that she's happy that she's not going to Sutton's event, that, you know, she doesn't like Sutton. She annoyingly and embarrassingly says she has a date with her vibrator. And it's just like, shut the hell up, Erica. Every, I think everyone 
is so sick of her like trying to be sexual and funny and it's it just doesn't work for her and it's just gross <laughs> so then at Sutton's store party with her French designer Dorit and Kyle roll up and Dorit's mad because she didn't know press was going to be there and I'm thinking how did you not know <laughs> how would you not assume and I think she says something like, you know, if you were a friend, you would have told me press was going to be here. Give me the heads up after everything I've gone through. Like, I don't really feel like talking to the press right now. And I totally get that. But you're going to this party that she's bringing this designer in. Like, you think press isn't going to be there? I don't, I don't know. It looks like she ended up dodging the press, or at least they didn't show that part. They only showed Kyle talking with them. But I think I remember seeing like in the tabloids on social media that um i don't know that was something else i'm thinking of when dorit had to say something to the press about uh pk's dui <laughs> so i don't know maybe i was also thinking isn't there like a back door she could go through very easily diana is there too and she's like oh i like these designs and they're talking about how this french designer sorry i forgot his name um you know not only is he great at designing clothes but he also has like such a good eye for interior design and diana's like oh well giorgio armani designed my last apartment and then goes on to say you know about these other like really high-end designers that designed her last you know homes and i was thinking hmm is she like a one-upper where because sutton was just trying to talk about the designer who's here tonight who this night is all about and then she has to like kind of name drop and throw out throw out a designer who's like way more well known and you know a little fancier. <laughs> that was a little odd. So Kyle tells Sutton that Crystal said that you said something dark, and so now you know here Kyle is again stirring the pot. But I mean, someone had to tell Sutton. Garcelle comes over and says, "Hey, watch your back with your new friend." Because she made it seem like you said something that would change our friendship. And it's not said, but I think everyone's thinking it. That when, because last year when this drama happened with Sutton and Crystal, Crystal was calling her out for saying, I don't see color. Crystal says, tell me you're not that girl that says I don't see color. And you know, this was kind of in the height of the tumultuous you know time in our country and a very dividing political time so tensions were high i think everyone is assuming that crystal is implying that sutton made some sort of racial slur that is the dark thing that crystal doesn't want to say so the ladies are focused on the word dark you know, they're like, she said something dark. Like, that's, that means it's really bad. And Crystal says, she said something problematic, but it was obviously forgivable. And it's just like, what the fuck? That feels a little contradictory. <laughs> like, it was obviously forgivable. So you've already for forgiven whatever she said. Yet you're still bringing it up a year later and like making this big scene about it and saying it was dark. So it just doesn't make sense. Kyle in a confessional says, I think Sutton is afraid that she said something bad that she doesn't remember. 
But Kyle's like, but that's not what happened. I do remember. And that never happened because a few times Sutton just keeps trying to shut the conversation down so I can see how Kyle, you know, got to that point. Sutton just keeps saying, you know, this is last year's drama. I thought this was already buttoned up. Like she says something like this is a can of worms and the worms are dead. Some bullshit like that. And I think that she's just tired of hearing about this and tired of kind of dragging this like last season drama into this season. But Kyle's like, maybe she is nervous that she said something bad. And and you know what? (laughs) I don't blame her. Everyone's afraid of being canceled these days, right? You know, Dorit says Crystal's playing dirty by letting everyone imagine the worst in their head by defending herself because, you know, originally this was supposed to be a talk about Crystal you know, telling everyone why she felt triggered and why she was so emotional. So Dorit's like, in defending herself, she's just causing more confusion. And it's so true. So Gar- Garcelle ends up saying, you know, then maybe don't use the word dark. And Crystal's like, oh no, Garcelle, don't tell me what words to use. If someone's going to question my integrity, then that's where I'm going to stop. And it's just like, what the fuck, Crystal? You know, I've seen... A few conversations online of people posting that they are very Team Crystal in this episode and in last week's episode where they're like, Crystal finally found her voice. Good for Crystal for sticking up for herself. And, you know, she's finally standing her ground. And I just don't see it that way. (laughs) I just don't really understand that. I don't think this is like a case of like, a woman who is standing up against these bullies, how people are trying to make it seem. I think that this is a case of Crystal needs to get her shit together. (laughs) And Crystal, I don't know. I just think that why is she dragging this shit from last season into this season? Why is she making it this huge deal? Why is she being so emotional? Not to discount someone's emotions, but she's just making, why is she making, trying to like, pull Sutton back into the mud. Why is she going to say it was something really bad, but then not actually say what it is? Like, that's just making the situation worse. Talk about starting drama. I mean, this that's exactly what she's doing. She's not really clearing the air. And if you remember back to last week, this actually all started stemming from the conversation around Dorit, where they were supposed to be comforting Dorit during this time. And they're mad at Sutton for being insensitive about it. And then since they all kind of harped on Sutton about that, Crystal pipes in and gets triggered about that. So it just seems really fucking stupid, in my opinion. Like, this season of Beverly Hills, I'm, like, not into it. Am I going to keep watching? Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. Maybe also because I have recently went back and started watching, you know, other cities that I hadn't watched before. Um, so just compared to the drama that I see in those other cities, this one ain't shit. It's kind of boring. (laughs) The only thing you get is kind of the lifestyle porn, but I mean, you get that in, in the other cities too. So Beverly Hills, in my opinion, needs to kind of step, needs to kind of step it up. I don't know. I'm like, is this going to be dragged on all season? Like what else is going to happen this this season that's going to make us continue watching? Um, I think we will see Erica talking more smack about the victims of the lawsuit. And so 
that will be, you know, entertaining. But I also feel bad for the victims <laughs> that are kind of being, you know, dragged into this. And they've already gone through so much. So the last scene in this episode is um, Dorit doing some pretty intense therapy in her home. She's very emotional. And in my opinion, it was boring. But I guess it was good for, you know, viewers to see you know, that that kind of therapy and how, how it works and just, you know, some exposure for those techniques. So that was cool. Um, and then, you know, later in the season, we'll hear about Lois and how the group deals with that. Poor Rena. And then that's it. Um, oh, yeah, it's kind of like this episode was just kind of an extension of last week. The same same drama crystal just still dragging it out we didn't see a ton of diana it would have been nicer to see her a little bit more this episode so maybe we'll get her more next next week but you know what i did hear ultimate girl strip season two taylor um taylor armstrong is part of that cast from beverly hills you know, the, the first few seasons she was on. She's going to be there with Dorinda. And they're at Dorinda's home, Bluestone Manor. And she's with Vicky and Tamara. And people were saying that she is now, like, the tr- part of the Trace Amigas. Because Shannon wasn't on the trip. So it's like Taylor, Vicky, Tamara, all probably having a blast together. So that'll be really fun to watch. And she was kind of hinting at wanting to join the OC cast. Someone had asked her if she wanted to join the Beverly Hills cast, but she said, well, you know, I live in OC now, so maybe that. So that would be really cool, and that would really shake things up. Because I heard that Alexis is coming back to OC. So, you know, she's divorced from her husband. I believe his name was Jim. And Alexis is, you know, a.k.a. Jesus Jugs. So imagine if they, okay, I heard that they got rid of, okay, I heard they got rid of Gina and Emily, which this is, you know, not confirmed yet, but this is what people are saying. And Dr. Jen, which I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Jen didn't come back, although I liked her and I don't know, now she's divorcing her husband, like that might be kind of juicy to watch if she let us. Imagine if we had Taylor Armstrong on OC and then Alexis came back and then would they bring Tamara back? I think they might. And I think Tamara's probably been like pushing for it. And then who would be left? Shannon, of course. Oh, Heather. And we already know that Heather and Shannon have been filming together. So they are for sure. Ew, not Kelly. (laughs) It sucks because... I liked Kelly when I first watched her and I think she's like a good housewife. Like she's always going to do something crazy and be problematic. And like, she's always going to like keep us entertained, but she's almost too problematic. Like the stuff that she does now, and she's just always talking smack about other housewives just to try to get like views and clicks and likes. It's, I don't know. It's like screaming desperate. So I think for that reason alone, they wouldn't bring her back. Like, she's stooped too low. What is the latest drama that she was um, caught up for? 
Oh, yeah. She's caught up for, um, you know, saying that Harry Hamlin is next because of the drama with, um, you know, Christy knows or Chrisley, not Christy. Chrisley knows best that show. Um, you know how I mean, to me, he's like, obviously gay. He he seems like very flamboyant. And so now there's rumors out that he is gay and that he was having an affair on his wife and la da da da. So then Kelly Dodd, of course, has to put her two cents in. And she says that Lisa Rinna is going to be exposed next because Harry Hamlin is gay. And no, that's been a rumor since the dawn of time. Who knows if it's true or not? I could see it being true because they just seem like they have no sexual chemistry. And like maybe that's why they've been married for so long because they just have an agreement. However, it's kind of like, Kelly, This that was such low-hanging fruit. Like, that's not a new rumor. So for you to, like, go on and, like, speak on it is just kind of, like, losery. <laughs> so, I don't know. She's just a hot freaking mess. I would die to see her in person, though. Like, me, Lainey, and Teresa went to Newport over the weekend. And we freaking saw Shannon from OC. We... Lainey spotted her boyfriend first, John Jansen, and it looks like he was kind of like scoping the place out. And then he chooses a seat for them at the bar and she comes in and sits next to him and they like have a few drinks, chat it up with another couple, seem to be friends of theirs. And, you know, the whole time we're like, oh, my gosh, do we say something? Do we go up to her? Like, oh, my gosh, we just couldn't believe it was happening. At one point, she even walked like very, very close to us. She was like FaceTiming someone. And she was, like, showing them kind of the scene or whatever. And I was, like, just, like, smiling in glee because it looked like she was about to walk right up to us because behind us was, like, the glass um, between us and the harbor, the marina. So she was kind of showing off the view. So I was, like, oh, my God, she's going to walk right behind our table to, like, show off the view. But she stopped right in front of me. And I was just, like, oh, my God, like, seeing Shannon up close. I didn't want to, like, be a, a loser fangirl. So we didn't say anything. We just, you know, made sure to scope her out whenever we had to walk to the bathroom. But she looked gorgeous, you guys. She looked more beautiful in person, I swear to God. I don't know if she, like, recently had work done or something, but she looked great. And, of course, um, John, her boyfriend, super tall, cutie as well. But, yeah, it, that was so fun. Like, we just kind of sat there and had our little cocktails and we were like, okay, it feels like we're watching an episode right now because there was kind of so much going on. It seems like that was like a real hot spot that we just kind of happened to stumble upon and it was fun. <laughs> I feel like we got a live action episode of OC. So yeah, I mean, and then I saw Noella a few weeks ago in LA. She was, um, that wasn't as fun. I just saw her really quick. And honestly, I wouldn't have even recognized her had she not posted it on her story. Because she just, I mean, she's beautiful. That woman is beautiful. But she just kind of looks like um, very LA. Like, like she had the same work done as every other chick in LA. So it would be hard to kind of like, you know, maybe now that I saw her in person, I'd be able to to tell again but prior to that I wouldn't I don't think I would have walked past her and like not even thought of it and just another group of like hot girls that are trying to get like cool pics for Instagram <laughs> at like fun LA spots you know and I definitely did not go up to her or anything 
I was wearing no makeup and looked a hot fucking mess. I was so mad at Slim for like taking me out when I look like that, but whatever. So yeah, now I've seen two OC housewives. What are the odds? I've lived in LA for a few years now, never see any celebrities, but I saw them and you know, I just really couldn't be happier. (laughs) And I would love to see Kelly Dodd next. Like she would be a fucking riot, I think. I mean, if watching Shannon alone was so entertaining, Kelly would be even more. And it looks like the day after Kelly and Shannon were hanging out. So I'm like, oh, uh, I think I, I might pay to watch that in person. Anyways, <laughs> that is the Housewives news. Uh, I also watched Dubai. Oh, yeah, I already mentioned that. So I'm going to go record that episode and share my thoughts on that recap. So... Again, Beverly Hills, not too much going on right now, Um, but I'm waiting for Kathy Hilton to join. And you know what? Maybe she'll kind of mingle in with this drama as well, because remember they were saying that there's like some big drama with Kathy, that like she did something really bad. And it's like, I don't know, I think wasn't that Garcelle who was like, leave her out there. So I'm like, what if Garcelle, I mean, what if Kathy said something dark and I don't know. Maybe that's how she plays into all of this. So yeah, we are waiting to see Kathy to kind of spice things up a bit. Uh, That's the recap. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Pod. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this podcast at. Hope you are enjoying your week so far, and we will chat soon with our next recap or celeb gossip. Have a good one.